0: Welcome to VB Engage episode 71. My name is Stuart Rogers and I'm with VentureBeat and I am joined as ever by the co-founder of CCP Digital, the author of Digital Sense, the co-host of the Bad Crypto podcast, and you'll understand why that's important a little bit later today, it is... Mr. Travis Wright. Travis, how are you doing today, my man?
1: I am doing excellent. Thank you, as always, for that kind introduction. And uh, how is life
0: in your world, and which neighborhood are you in this week? It's always a good question to ask me, because as uh, listeners who have been listening to BB Engage for a long time will know, I do tend to bounce around quite a lot. Um I am currently recording this from Burbank in Los Angeles in California. So And that is one of your favorite places. Los Angeles is certainly high up there on my list of favorite places to be.
1: Right under Tunde. <laughs>
0: i can't remember the last time i saw tunbridge actually it's and the thing is being a digital nomad hopping around from place to place to place it's not about going where the sites are because it's all about sightseeing when i was a kid it's about going where your friends are i've got a lot of friends in los angeles so i like to be here
1: yeah i was there not long ago I took my daughter went to a conference there she loved it it was a great great time but i actually just left boston to, oh nice came back to kansas city yeah i gave the keynote on day two of the Marketing Technology Conference and had a blast. I was the opening keynote and then they had a panel with the founding CMOs of the uh, marketing automation giants. We had the founding CMOs of Eloqua, Marketo, and HubSpot there. And then our good friend Robert Scoble gave a a keynote after that on all of this emerging technology that's going on. You
0: know, it's very timely actually because we've been talking a lot about AI and it's been an emerging technology. And I read an article by Dominic Castro, who said the title was Why Marketers Have AI on the Brain. And it was actually about Scott Brinker's MarTech conference and about the fact that a lot of these sessions that were at the conference were talking about artificial intelligence, the same as we have been for the whole year as it pertains to, to marketing technology. You were there. Is, is that right? Was it all uh, all AI all the time?
1: There was a lot of of conversation around ai and i actually did a you know as i said my keynote and i my keynote was wow i didn't know martech could do that and so i actually was talking about quite a few different marketing technologies that were in there including several of which that we have discussed on the show, right? I talked about Cloudinary, I talked about Stackla, I talked about uh, Influential that uses uh, Watson and AI, talked about Likelihood, right, and how they're using all this image stuff as well, talked about Nudge, talked about Node.io, which is really interesting because it uses AI to help you figure out who to sell to next, not only who to sell to, but also who to talk to in that organization, and actually through neuro-linguistic programming, actually how to talk to them. So I talked a lot about that as well, but then I also brought it in and talked about all these different technologies, but what's really interesting me moving forward is the blockchain. So not only did I talk about some of the AI stuff, but I also referenced your article that you wrote a couple of weeks ago, releasing the blockchain marketing technology landscape referenced that, that article, uh, that infographic that was created by Jeremy Epstein over at Never Stop Marketing and uh, talked about some of the cool technologies that are happening in that technology space because blockchain to me is a key disruptor that's, that's disrupting a whole lot of industries. I believe we're going to be talking more about this blockchain and blockchain companies and some ICOs as we're moving forward with this podcast the rest of the year.
0: That's the thing. We've been talking about AI and that has been and still is an emerging technology. And I think we should carry on with that emerging technology theme as we go throughout the rest of this year and into 2018. Blockchain is going to be affecting marketers. Actually, cryptocurrencies are gonna be affecting marketers because I see a future in 2018 where people are gonna to wanna to actually start to take payments in cryptocurrency as opposed to regular currencies. And right now, I don't think a lot of business owners understand how that's going to work out, what first steps they need to take, you know, and how marketers need to get themselves ready for that change. And there's lots of other emerging technologies coming forward that uh, we can discuss whilst keeping it about engagement, community, and, and marketing, and everything that we've basically been talking about for the last 70-plus uh, episodes. Yeah. Hey, listen, what else was uh, was in the news this week? I saw that Bidalgo have also got some artificial intelligence. Uh, they've got an AI-based mobile advertising platform, and they're apparently targeting $250 million in 2017 revenue. That's A serious amount of money Tell us more about that story. What, what did you like out of that one?
1: It's just fascinating to me is that the company's been averaging, you know, about $25 million in revenue for the past three months. That means a revenue run rate of about $300 million going forward. And if they keep growing and, and building upon that, I mean, they could be talking about a ha- half a billion dollars in revenue over the next 12 months. But Dalgo is an interesting platform that has these algorithms that are helping optimize campaign performance on behalf of its clients and you know app marketing very very difficult a complex sort of space but their goal is to offer this one-stop shop to help app marketers acquire new users and that's what they're doing And, and i believe if i'm not mistaken they're based in israel is that correct
0: they're a tel aviv based company and in fact something that is very close to my heart at the minute because i spent two weeks in tel aviv thanks to the Ministry of Foreign Affairs who invited me to come and see Tel Aviv and Jerusalem and, and understand the startup economy, understand the accelerator programs, the venture capital you know, companies. They wanted me to see everything and they wanted me to get a feeling of, of why it is that Israel has become this startup nation as as was coined in, in the book, right? Bidalgo started in Israel in 2010. Last year, they actually had 86 million in revenue. So to go from 86 million to more than $250 million in revenue in the space of a year is, is pretty outstanding. But it yes. doesn't surprise me because Israel is a really remarkable place uh, for startups. And it's not just the one reason that everybody cites that is the reason why they're so good at technology and leading technology. Um, you know, the one reason everyone cites is conscription. And they talk about the IDF and they talk about what that instilled in people and the support that the government will give for people who build their own projects within that framework whilst they're actually doing their uh, service. It's part of it, sure, but it's a small part of it. And what I did, Travis, was publish a really huge long-form article about what I discovered about Israel. And uh, we'll put that in the show notes as well so that uh, if people want to have a nice long read on their uh, train or plane or not in your automobile, please please use some sort of text-to-speech. We don't want you reading while you're driving. You know, if they want to get into that, There's about 2,600 words that they can chew on about why Israel is is particularly important. Bidalgo are doing some really cool stuff, aren't they?
1: They are, you know, and I think it all boils down to their bid algorithm. I see what they did there. I see how they came up with their their name. Very fancy. And, uh, you know, there's some other competitors that they have, including Nanigans and Smartly.io. And uh, there's also some really interesting mobile advertising platforms popping up on the blockchain as well. I mean, there's companies like AdEx, there's a company called Woke, there's a few other ones out there as well. There's actually several that are popping up in that advertising space. So that's going to be one of the ways that we're able to uh, combat the ad fraud. I love the visibility and the transparency of the blockchain to help eliminate some of the ad fraud. It's interesting space to keep an eye on. Uh, and it looks like Bidalgo is doing some, some pretty cool things, but there's also some other uh, companies uh, that are growing in the space as well. So, definitely a place to keep an eye on.
0: What's interesting about all of this, Travis, you know, we're, we're talking about all of the AI marketing technologies that were mentioned at the, at the MarTech conference, talking about Bidalgo with their AI and their uh, algorithms. But Brian Solis um, actually posted his uh, third annual State of Digital Transformation study this week as well. And the findings weren't particularly promising. It's quite amazing to me. And we we talk about getting access to and reaching people on their smartphones, because that is the way that we sell and market products now. And of course, in order for us to be able to do that, you you need to be able to take advantage of digital marketing techniques. You need to be in the digital space. And yet it turns out, according to Brian and according to his study and survey, digital transformation, despite being a, a favorite topic within businesses, it just turns out that actually... Companies are still not operating with any sense of urgency when it comes to investing in new technologies, new models and new teams in order to be able to reach the digital customer. That's surprising to me. It's a shame. You know, what do you think?
1: I'm not surprised. I mean, I wrote a book, and Brian had wrote the foreword in, in my book, Digital Sense, and it's all about customer experience, marketing technologies, and social business. We had a lot of those similar findings on this, and, and what Brian and his team had found was that you know only 34.8% of businesses have a fully mapped customer journey within the last year, and that's down 54% from last year. So it actually looks like, in some cases, they're getting worse.
0: I say I'm surprised, but also I think back to one of my recent studies about mobile marketing and just the sheer amount of money that's being thrown into mobile marketing. And yet, two-thirds of the respondents actually told me that uh, they don't know what they're doing and that they're effectively throwing that money away. They don't have the in-house expertise for mobile marketing. They haven't included it as their, part of their marketing strategy. They just tacked mobile on as the end, at the end as a, like an extra channel. You know, There's a lot of... Silos within businesses, still. There's a lot of fragmentation. There's a lot of teams who aren't talking to each other or working with each other. And that's kind of disappointing. I think in in 2017, going towards 2018, shouldn't we be talking to each other within our uh, companies and actually trying to knit this all together into a strategy?
1: And there's a lot of companies that are doing a really great job with that, but a lot of them that are not. And I think that's one thing that's interesting. I mean, when I was the global digital strategist at Semantic for the Norton brand, I mean, there was 11 different silos that I was working with that previously didn't talk to each other. When the hand doesn't know what the foot's doing and you don't know what the mouth's doing, you create a whole lot of problems. And without companies, you know, communicating effectively to one another, then you get this problem where they start tacking on tactics. Oh, social should be a tactic, tacked on at the end. A lot of these things need to be integrated within the whole overall Arching strategy. There's a lot of problems with a lot of organizations that really have yet to become customer centered, and that has to change. You know, Brian mentioned that, and and he was very surprised how far many companies are in their digital transformation efforts. And when we're diving in in this space, and as we start talking more about these emerging technologies, companies that are built on the blockchain, they are by nature disruptive. They are transforming whole industries in brand new digital ways. And what I foresee is a lot of these companies that maybe haven't even jumped into digital transformation within their own organization, they're going to be disrupted by some company who's an upstart that's building theirs on the blockchain or there's going to be a lot of these enterprise-level businesses who are going to have to figure out how to transform their business and weave blockchain through their organization, through their technology stack, to to become more competitive with some of these up-and-coming businesses. So it's really interesting, I think, that the digital transformation is something. Here we are in late 2017. A lot of companies still haven't figured this out, and that's very perplexing to me.
0: With that in mind, that's one of the reasons that we want to talk about some more in the, in the way of emerging technologies as we go forward, because I think all of these things, you're absolutely right. People are going to have to get their head around this stuff um, and they're going to have to get their head around it pretty quickly. I think that time is moving fast and it's just something that we're going to have to weave into our businesses. We have a fascinating interview today. I was really impressed with this interview because what Valentine did at uh, La Token is really take us through the entire process of, of what it takes to actually build blockchain application to you know create your token to build a really amazing community actually because that's what um, ICOs are about ICOs are really about how do you build a huge community of people who actually want to give you money? It's, it's like trying to land thousands of customers within a couple of hours, isn't it? You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's <laughs> kind absolutely. of crazy.
1: It is. So Joel Kahn and I, we started the Bad Crypto podcast about three months ago and because the blockchain has been so interesting to me and how formative it is and how transformational that it is within a whole lot of businesses. So we've talked to some pretty interesting companies. Now, this one right here, they've been very successful, uh, La Token, and they're actually tokenizing real world assets like real estate, artwork, gold and silver, actually even stocks and bonds. They're actually forward contracts, kind of option type things. So they're doing some really cool stuff. But what really got me was how they were marketing this, how they were engaging their community, how they were building it up. And so we're going to be talking uh, today with Valentin preo and he is the CEO of La Token. So uh, let's get over
0: into that. Fantastic. Let's do it.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a great treat for us today. We're going to mix it up a little bit as we branch out and start talking more about emerging technologies. And we have with us today the CEO and founder of Law Token. We have Valentin Preobraszinski with us today, and we're going to talk about uh, Law Token and the ICO world
2: that he is living in. Great
0: to hear you. Thanks for joining us, Valentin. Absolutely fantastic to have you here. This whole world of cryptocurrencies, the blockchain, the ICOs that are associated with that. It's interesting from a marketing standpoint for us. Recently, um, I actually had the exclusive on VentureBeat on the launch of the the first blockchain marketing technology landscape, which is detailing out how people are using blockchain technology to provide marketing technologies. Um, and of course, each one of those has an associated ICO. We also have people that are interested in actually taking payments now in uh, various cryptocurrencies and they don't have the first idea about how they work. And then, of course, there's the whole ICO market itself, which I know you're really, really killing it in. Um, you've just actually uh, announced that the last round of, of your token sale has begun. And I think uh, you've already raised something like 17 million from over 9,000 contributors. But- you know, to my mind, there's a lot of marketing that goes on in making a successful ICO. I mean, what have you done um, in terms of making an ICO successful? How, how do people get started with that? And is it really as marketing-led as I think it is? First, uh,
2: get uh, the idea, which uh, utilize token, uh, which uh, uh, utilize blockchain, and um, uh, helps crypto technology, crypto economy to expand. It is good to have a real user case, so it's not something that is not related to blockchain and crypto is less attractive and uh, you will have less energy and less motivation also uh, this uh, shall kind of correlate with your mission so if you feel like it's your mission, then you will be more have more energy and more persuasive and uh, do important efforts, which you wouldn't do without energy, without motivation. Many things you cannot done, do just because of money. You will do this because you want to change something. And uh, the blockchain is exactly this uh, uh, area of technology. You are at the frontier of technology uh, and uh, your move Changes. You, it brings uh, something new. It changes uh, behaviors. It changes uh, uh, rules of the game in uh, the area where you try to implement this. It removes the uh, middleman. It alters behaviors. Uh, so you need uh, to have energy to make such an impact. If you find a project which motivates you, which uh, is uh, a mission for you then it's the first big step forward. Then all other things will uh, roll out almost automatically, because industry is still at a very beginner stage, uh, it's grown very fastly, there's a lot of disproportions and a lot of Ethereum and Bitcoins available to support projects, which uh, helps the entire community helps the crypto economy to expand. So get powerful idea which drives you, which is very creative. Then you will find advisors. You will find that some of your previous uh, projects uh, which you probably founded can be adopted into a prototype, into an MVP. Uh, So you have MVP, you have um, senior team members from your past experience. You get advisors from blockchain community who helps you to sharpen your idea, your business model to blockchain realities. Then uh, you will get uh, idea, uh, design of your token sale, design of your token. So how much tokens will be issued? What uh, uh, will uh, this token be used for? Uh, what is the pricing mechanics how many tokens you leave for your team for uh, your company and how they will build, will be used in the future we want to communicate this that you have idea you have prototype you have team you have advisors you have uh, token design when you have this uh, you launch your website it could be even on tilde if you do not have designers Just do it yourself. If you're kind of an entrepreneur who want to move fast, who do not want to spend too much time for hiring uh, designers, for hiring agencies, do yourself. Even if you are too senior, even if you have very big uh, kind of senior experience, this allows you to move quick. And then you kind of uh, get um, team members, which uh, you didn't have before, because your business was kind of different, something didn't require this type of uh, professionals. So make your website, launch pre-ICO, start to draft white paper, start to hire team, make a proper design for your team members. Uh, So make sure that to exclude uh, a person who doesn't fit your DNA in terms of integrity and so on. uh, There's a problem that uh, money is not the greatest motivators. And however, ICO is associated with money. So you should have uh, uh, double attention on DNA of your team. Are they motivated by money only and they are risky or they want to create big product and uh, they want to uh, change behavior to change the world and uh, they are consistent. They are professional So hire many people who fits your DNA if you are Mistake you kind of help or uh, this person to move to perhaps another project or if there's a kind of problems with integrity just go away so build a great team I have uh, three McKinsey graduates, very great blockchain developers. Uh, we made a hackathon, made big events to attract uh, high talent.
1: That's the whole blueprint then. So you basically just walk through the whole step of from starting with an idea that you know, you're know you passionate about, take that idea and then build it out, make sure you get the great people on your team, start figuring out the token mechanics and the economics of the tokens and uh, you know build out your product. So you actually had built, you had a working platform before you were doing the pre-ICO, I noticed. That was an interesting thing because some of these companies that do ICOs they are using this ICO money to actually build their platform whereas you have built a platform that is helping tokenize different assets right which is interesting you're actually able to trade real estate and you're able to trade real stocks like you can trade apple and google stock and amazon stock in the law token so if you could maybe real quickly Share with us the mechanics of how that works and how you're able to tokenize these real assets in cryptocurrency, because that's fascinating.
2: I worked in uh, capital markets uh, for 15 years and uh, seven years at hedge funds. Uh, I was director of research for equities portfolio worth of $200 million in Switzerland hedge funds. And then I uh, founded my hedge fund. So I have a uh, big experience uh, in trading. Uh, and uh, this uh, tokenized Apple, it works like a forward. It's a multi-trillion dollar industry in terms of annual turnover. Uh, it works uh, this way. There is a settlement date when um, token receives cash equal to the price of underlying asset or it is rolled over to a new token which also represents uh, this underlying asset so imagine you buy a uh, tokenized apple today if you are not in u.s uh, it's not uh, open for us i mean this asset linked tokens uh, shall be registered before uh, available to u.s citizens you uh, buy this token Uh, Today and there is an expiration date on 30th of uh, November. This is the real situation. When this expiration date happens, your token will be converted into cash, equals the value of Apple share at this date.
1: Kind of like an option type of thing.
2: Yeah, it's more like forward.
1: Forward contract. Gotcha.
2: And this same uh, way it works for real estate and other assets. So when there is a settlement date. Underlying real estate is sold and cash is distributed between uh, uh, this asset owners, including token holders, or a new class of tokens is issued and replaced previous tokens. So it is a rollover mechanics without uh, sale of underlying asset. The advantage here is that uh, illiquid assets such as real estate now are sold by um, uh, small fractions uh, and these fractions can be resold on a second market with uh, almost zero transaction costs and uh, this result in liquidity premium. Normally when private equity become public it grows in value 10 to 40 percent according to uh, a Ace- Acemoglu. So it's liquidity premium plus decrease of transaction cost. For uh, liquid assets such as uh, Apple shares um, there is a opportunity for crypto investors to diversify their uh, crypto portfolio into real assets without exchanging cash crypto into fiat sending money to bank to broker to custodian uh, paying the commissions and so on it's uh, it may cost 5 to 7% especially when you move this in Uh, one direction than another. So uh, with our help, crypto investors will be able to get exposure to multiple asset classes just in a few seconds.
0: It's really interesting to me, actually, that, you know, with your ICO, I think you you managed to get 9,000 people to take part in that. Can you tell us a little bit? closer to 11,000 now. 11,000. I mean, that's even more impressive. You know, how did you manage that from a marketing standpoint? how How do you get a community of eleven thousand people to be interested in in what you're doing? You know that quickly and actually not just be interested in, it, but effectively give money. That's like landing eleven thousand customers. You know, in the space of a few hours, right? How does that work? Tell us a little bit more about um, how you built that community.
2: This is a big advantage of token sale that you also get support in terms of funding and uh, contributors are early adopters of your platform, Uh, many of them are willing to use your product and uh, this is very good for business. You get a pretty high traffic onto your site when you are listed on crypto. ICO lists sites which list um, token sales when uh, it's very efficient If you do something interesting, then you will get attention from uh, very Professional, very, very kind, very nice bloggers, and they invite you to podcast. This is this works a lot. Uh, and uh, also publications in um, uh, big media like Financial Times or Forbes or TechCrunch, uh, will also follow if you have uh, idea and uh, team and uh, energy
0: and VentureBeat, of course. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. Podcast are you sure, like this sure. One. Here we are. I
2: should start this. <laughs> Yeah. if you have a publication at eventual venture build uh, that that's generated very good stream of community members and then you open a telegram channel for them and invite so you put uh, invitation to telegram to your site you can also add retargeting to your site visitors inviting them to telegram chat uh, then you make uh, paid uh, ads uh, Facebook, it's um, AdWords uh, you can also buy traffic from a specialized um, traffic providers focused on crypto also you attend conferences and uh, make speeches uh, so it all kind of make uh, investors more clear, they see you from different angles, they discuss uh, your project and um, the more times you appear, then they kind of get, you get more attention, more analysis. And uh, investors, they like to share their analysis.
1: You got to have great PR, right? You got to be uh, in the right publications. Uh, you have to uh, build your community. I love how you talked about building the telegram community. That's one thing I noticed about all these yeah. ICOs is that they are engaging their communities in unique ways, and there's so much transparency with companies that are being built on the blockchain. They're opening up everything. A lot of, Even a lot of companies are opening up their financials and they're showing what people are earning. And they're, they're actually communicating all of this stuff with their community in real time in these Telegram channels and in their Slack channels. So the engagement that's happening in these ICOs are phenomenal.
0: You've given us really just uh, such a, a massive insight into what it takes to actually build and then launch and then Maintain the um, community around uh, around an ICO and around uh, what you're doing at latoke and I think it's it's fascinating. Um, it's been a really amazing conversation. Um, thank you so much for spending time with us on, on V B Engage. I wish we could talk more and more and more about it, but unfortunately, we always have a time limit with BB Engage. Yeah, Engaged. okay,
2: so. Um, but I- I'm sorry. Just, I recommend also to make uh, communities with the events. So I made personally 150 meetups uh, for developers. And uh, wow. uh, we are doing a blockchain economic forum in New York towards 31st of October and 1st of November. There will be uh, academics, uh, entrepreneurs, investors worth of uh, more than $3 billion. Worth, most of them invest in crypto. So I invite you to join if you can just let me know we send you VIP uh, invitations uh, and uh, also uh, I will be happy if your uh, listeners will come. And, uh, and that's, a, and and that's in New York, York City, you said?
0: In New York. That's fantastic. Uh, I mean, uh, this this is the thing, right? We, we talk about community all the time on BB Engage. I mean, just physical meetup is an amazing way to build community. It's, it's kind of like doing things that don't scale in order to scale. And I think that's fascinating. Uh, Balancing, this has been uh, a real treat. Thank you so much joining us on BP Engage today and
1: where can people connect with you online aside from lotoken.com
0: yes sale uh,
2: dot lotoken com it is an ending on 10th of november this will be oh sorry of october so it uh, ends in uh, three days uh, so this will be the last chance to get it before we are listed on exchanges
1: very nice thank you so much appreciate it guys bye all right. Thank you so much to Valentine for coming on. Interesting product. And if you were listening to that, uh, the whole interview there with Law Token CEO, you know, he basically laid down the foundation of how you might want to launch an ICO that is successful. So that was great, great information there. Uh, last week's episode, we had Sean Ellis on with us, and he is the founder of growthhackers.com. He actually is the person who coined that phrase, growth hacker, back in the day. And he has an amazing book on that topic as well. And next week, we will be getting to the chief product officer of Informatica. We have Amit Walia on with us. So that will be for sure next week for episode 71. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is Travis Wright.
0: And for Stuart Rogers, it's Anne Young.
1: We'll see you guys next week.